0: Journey with St. Paul, brought to you by the Greek Orthodox Christian Society. In this special 10 podcast series, Journey with St. Paul, the Greek Orthodox Christian Society takes you on a journey with the Apostle who evangelized the gospel of Jesus Christ to the Gentiles over the course of three missionary journeys, from Jerusalem to Antioch and to Rome. This is The Journey with Saint Paul.
1: Today, if we are doing mission work in the church, either as Sunday school teachers or youth leaders, we can do so without any threat to our lives. In the last podcast, we looked at Saint Paul's first journey with Barnabas and the establishment of the church in Galatia. We saw the long distances which they travelled on foot but especially we had a sense of the constant danger that they were exposed to. Every place they visited, they would end up having to escape from because of threats to their life. In every place, the Jews, would first listened with curiosity, ended up determined to either kill or expel Paul from their area. Especially when they witnessed the interest of the Gentiles in Paul's message, and the growth of the first Christian communities. We saw how St. Paul was stoned in Lysra and then with a the battered body, continued with his missionary work. He says many years later in a letter, in fact, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. Today, we'll hear how when Paul and Barnabas returned to Antioch, they were faced with the first major conflict in the early church. The most important decision the church had to make during the first century was whether non-Jewish people, Gentiles, could be received into the church by faith in Christ, without being required to follow the requirements of the Mosaic law like circumcision. Paul and Barnabas travelled to Jerusalem in 49 AD to discuss this with the other apostles. This became the first council of the church, which became the prototype of all future councils in the church. After there had been a lot of heated discussion, Peter got up and related how he had witnessed the Holy Spirit descending on the centurion Cornelius and all his household, and he argued that the church should not put a yoke on the neck of these new non-Jewish disciples, which neither our fathers nor we were able to bear. Paul and Barnabas then spoke about the many miracles and wonders God had worked through them among the Gentiles. And finally, James, the brother of our Lord and first bishop of Jerusalem, quoted from the prophets that pointed to all people being called by the Lord's name. They sent a letter to the church in Antioch to communicate their decision regarding this issue. In this letter they say, For it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us, to lay upon you no greater burden." The Christian Church quite soon became separated from the Jewish faith and a lot of this has to do with Paul's missionary work and his insistence on the basic principles of our Christian faith. This new Christian faith embraced all people, whatever their ethnic background, who through belief in Jesus as Lord and Christ and through repentance from sin were incorporated into Christ's body, the Church, through baptism. After baptism, With the laying on of hands of an apostle, or one ordained by an apostle, the new Christians received the gift of the Holy Spirit and then participated in the celebration of the Lord's Supper, the Holy Eucharist. After the satisfactory conclusion of this first major conflict in the church, and after Paul and Barnabas returned to Antioch, they decided to return to all the places they had visited to see how they were doing. And it was at that point that they experienced their own personal rift, Barnabas wanted to take John Mark with them on this second journey, but Paul insisted that since he had deserted them on the first journey, he should not accompany them. Then the contention became so sharp that they parted from one another, and so Barnabas took Mark and sailed to Cyprus, but Paul chose Silas. Just one line in the Bible but such a painful one to reflect on. They were fellow students in their teens, friends for many years, fellow workers for Christ. St. John Chrysostom, commenting on this contention and separation, is not distressed, as he sees it as the work of providence, so that each should go where they were better suited. He says that the contention was not a great evil, because both Paul and Barnabas were motivated to instruct and teach, and not by anything else. Also, they would not have readily chosen to leave each other, so this disagreement allowed providence to steer things for the good of the church. Besides this, It shows that in many things the apostles were reliant on human judgment, for they were not sticks or stones, but human beings. He also comments on how Paul had a great reverence for Barnabas, since they worked together in so great a mission, but still, this reverence did not prevent him from overlooking what he considered was necessary for God's work. Now which of them was right? Saint John asks, well, he says it is not for us to pronounce judgment, but the only thing we can say is that it was a great arrangement of providence. It is interesting to note that many years later when Paul was in a dungeon in Rome, waiting to be executed, he asks Timothy to bring Mark with him. Get Mark and bring him with you, because he is helpful to me in my ministry, which shows that he had come to accept Mark again as a fellow worker. Paul and Silas set out on a missionary journey that was to last four years, from 49 AD to 52 AD. They travelled first over the main churches that had been established on the first journey. In Lystra, Timothy was now young man, and he had joined the Apostle Paul and Silas for the rest of the second missionary journey. From this point on, Timothy and Paul are like father and son. Timothy becomes Paul's beloved son in Christ. Years later, in a letter which Paul sends to the Philippians while he is under house arrest in Rome, he promises to send Timothy to them, because I have no one else like him who will show genuine concern for your welfare, for everyone looks out for their own interests, not those of Jesus Christ. But you know that Timothy has proved himself, because as a son with his father, he has served with me in the work of the gospel. After leaving Lystra, Paul, Silas and Timothy travel to the region of Phrygia and Galatia and eventually on to Troas, where Paul had a vision in the night, calling him and his companions to travel to Macedonia and preach the gospel there. At Troas, they meet up with Luke, who was the other name apart from Timothy most often mentioned, He becomes St. Paul's dear friend, his coworker, his doctor, the writer of many of his letters and of acts of the apostles. In Paul's last letter to Timothy from the dungeon in Rome, he says all have deserted me, only Luke is with me. In this podcast we heard how Paul and Barnabas returned from their first journey, how they go to Jerusalem to deal with the first major crisis in the church, and when they return to Antioch and decide to go on a second journey they have their own personal crisis and part ways. Paul, with Silas, picks up two new fellow workers, Timothy, who becomes his beloved son in Christ, and Luke, his beloved friend and co-worker. In the next podcast, Paul, Silas, Timothy and Luke travel throughout Greece on the next stage of this great missionary journey.
0: We hope you've enjoyed this installment of Journey with St. Paul. To keep up with the upcoming episodes in this special podcast series, be sure to subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or at orthodoxjourney.com.